You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. You can if you want. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. This is your host, Father Kyle Metzger, joined in studio with Roxanne Solonen. And uh, it's a great memorial today, Roxanne. That's right, Our Lady of Fatima. And we are blessed with not only two guests here, but the actual statue of Our Lady who's holding her arms out, hands out to us right now, and it's beautiful. We are joined in studio with uh, Deacon George Logring and Tiffany Gehring, who are on uh, part of the World Apostolate of Fatima, who are going to share with us a little bit about this wonderful uh, feast day and a little background to uh, to Our Lady. Uh, Deacon George, you had a, a little episode in your life to kind of brought you into the awareness of Our Lady of Fatima, didn't you? Well, it, I certainly did. Um, I was probably 10 or 11 years of age. My older sister, which first of all, we were poor as church mice. We had lived on the farm, no income, almost whatever. My sister had some money from teaching, and she took three of us boys to a movie at Foreman, North Dakota. The movie happened to be Miracle at Fatima, the Warner Brothers film. That, that film has changed my life forever. I, I was amazed that, that God would send from heaven his own mother. And she has carried me through thick and thin ever since then, and I'm very happy to be here today to celebrate this feast day of hers, May the 13th. It was that movie that really touched you back a- as a young boy. Absolutely. That's amazing, the, the power of communication and, and the media in some ways, too. Movies are a work of art, you know, probably right. a, a very mm-hmm. American form of art, but mm-hmm. there was something compelling in that message that uh, that touched you, brought you into Our Lady of Fatima. What was it about her story in particular? In particular, it was the humanness that she entered into the family, the children at Fatima, Um I've watched documentaries and various things since, and that movie captured the essence of communication. It got your attention and it made it real to humans. You can see all the documentary facts you you want, and they don't sink in until they make a connection. It was a personal human connection that I felt. Well, Tiffany, for our listeners who might not be familiar with the apparition at Fatima, could you give us a little summary of what what, what happened 100 years ago? I can try. I'll do my best. Uh, in 1913, actually 19, 1916, um, the angel appeared to the children for the first time and asked them to pray with her or him. It was a, a young man. And they did. And then he disappeared. And then he came back later. And he, his biggest stress was the ingratitude, how sad the Lord was because of the ingratitude in the world. And, um, and so they prayed with him and received Holy Communion, and then he disappeared, and then later on in 1917, he appeared to all three of them again, or Mary did, sorry, and she began the messages of Fatima, and she asked them to come um, there six times, six times, and then she slowly um, made her message, which was again based on ingratitude and how we need to move closer to Christ and make sacrifices and pray for sinners. And so, and then she also did an amazing miracle that 70,000 people um, got to witness. And so it's very, a very public miracle. It's in papers. You can 
look it up. You can research it. It's it's a very well-known miracle. If, uh, uh, six months later, the dancing of the sun, right? Yes. The sun yes, just The danced. miracle of the sun. But like you said, witnessed by 70,000 people. Like yes. this is indisputable. Right. You know, all these people witnessing the sun just like dancing around in the sky. They said it was fascinating and terrifying all at the same right. time. Right, yep. Yeah, but <laughs> very robust confirmation of the apparitions that had been happening over the previous months. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, both of you are, are part of the World Apostolate of Fatima. Can you tell us a little bit about the World Apostolate of Fatima? First of all, the, this is a new name for the, the uh, Blue Army, which was originally there, and it was the Blue Army to fight the Red Army of, of Communist Russia. And so now it's been upgraded to the to the whole world apostolate. Uh, the, the the Fatima apostolate or the world apostolate of Fatima is actually designated by the Vatican as a an inter, a public international association. It's commissioned specifically to spread the message of Fatima throughout the world. Boy, when you talk about the red and the blue, <laughs> there, um, Deacon, it. it reminds me of kind of what we're going through in our world right now and how communism is a threat once again. So it seems timely right now that we would turn again to Our Lady of Fatima in this time of confusion and turning away from God. Do you, any of you have thoughts about that and the timeliness right now, today, in 2021, May 13, and how that relates to, you know, how, how timely it is again and so relevant right now? It's always relevant, I, of course, yes, right? Yes, I think it's huge. I do think it is huge because there's a lot of confusion out there and people are searching for the truth. And Mary comes in this time where everybody is wondering what to do and she's just like, pray, make sacrifices, and she will do the work. You know, we mm. lose that intimate connection. She's like, I will do it for you, but come to me. It's She's asking very simple things. Pray, make sacrifices, and um, say the rosary. How hard is that? Say the rosary every day. You know, first Saturdays in order to make reparation for the sins. And so we like to make things more complicated than they need to be because we think we have to solve them. But we don't know all the details, and she does. And she can get in there and clean things right out in no time at all. And so it's just a matter of doing what she asks. And I think we make it more complicated than it needs to be. Now, of course, she may inspire us and others to go do extra things in order to help with it, but ultimately the prayer backup has to be there. The spirituality has to be there. Yeah, she she appeared five times, and like you said, every time, you know, the basic message was pray. Yes, right? the rosary. Like three pray times she said, pray the rosary every day, make sacrifices mm -hmm. for the conversion of sinners. And so it's not hard. And I yeah. love that she came to children because truly it is through, through our childlike hearts. We're all children. And, right. and it's right. through children that, uh, well, it's through a child. God came into the world incarnate mm -hmm. as a child. And, and so many times we're reminded, let the little children come to me. And so it's very fitting, I think, and very um, unassuming that she would come to, to little children who were so innocent and so trusting, you know? Yeah. Yes. You, you mentioned the rosary. She was very adamant about praying the rosary. Um, 
in the rosary, there's that prayer that I sometimes refer to as the Fatima prayer. Could you tell us about that? Yes. She requested that be added in after each decade. And it's simply, oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy. And that's another simple prayer just to add into your daily routine. Yes. And that's wonders. a specific fruit, a specific prayer that came from this apparition. It is. So prior yep. to that, that prayer was never prayed in the rosary. Right. And she had never requested daily rosary prior to the Fatima apparitions. That was the first time she requested rosary be prayed daily. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. Yep. I can tell you when we're um, out on Wednesdays praying in front of the abortion facility here in Fargo, and we're saying those words, the words of... Our Lady of Fatima that she asked us. It's a very powerful moment. And especially when it's especially those in most need of thy mercy, because it's a very merciful offering to all, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I, I really appreciated that little prayer. But I didn't know until a couple of years ago where it came from. Okay. So yeah, I'm just learning myself slowly. <laughs> what are some other things, Deacon, that have been a draw to you and something a message that you wish people knew about that you could offer today about Our Lady of Fatima? There's a couple of things that have imprinted on my mind. It, it was imprinted to me when Louis Kaczmarek traveled with the Pilgrim Virgin statue, the international statue. And anyway, t- two short stories. Um, the, the Turks were going to try to take over the Syria and, and the, the Christian uh, stronghold. And anyway, the, there were the armies were, or the navies actually were assembled with ships. The, the, uh, the Turks and Muslims were far superior in number and strength of ships and people. So the, the, the Christians had a big battle on their hand. But I believe it was Pius V said, pray the rosary. He sent word out, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. The bottom line is, when they met for, with the battle, God intervened. And he, a great strong wind blew the Turkish ships on shore and wrecked half their ships, and they couldn't fight the battle. And the, the battle that was ensued, it was won by the Christians. Amazed everybody. They had thought they had no chance. A second one, in our lifetime. Um, in 1945, after World War II, um, Russia occupied half of Austria, in, including half of Vienna just like Germany was subdivided. Anyway, um, this priest was given a message in 1945 to teach people to pray the rosary in Austria, start teaching them, teaching them, encouraging them. And it kept gaining and gaining. It, within those 10 years, 55 to, 45 to 55, they would have monster rosary rallies. Up to 500,000 people would join in praying the rosary. And they had a, a, a thing where they signed up a commitment to pray the daily rosary. And it was for the release of the safety of, of Austria. On May the 13th, 1955, the ambassador from Austria to Russia was called to Moscow. And it was, the, Moscow told him that they were going to withdraw from Austria. There was no shot fired. They just simply turned and left the country. Total freedom. And it was as a result of the rosary. So this, as Tiffany alluded to, this is very, it's a, it's a simple prayer, very simple thing. However, 
It's stronger than politics, stronger than bombs and everything else. So we just need to be faithful, pray the rosary every day. Thank you, Deacon. We need to take a quick break here, but we want to uh, continue this conversation on the other side of the break. But for our listeners, you are listening to Real Presence Radio live in studio with Father Kyle Metzger here, your host, and Roxanne Sullinan. And we'll continue to discuss uh, Our Lady of Fatima on the other side of the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. I just think uh, the way you uh, introduced us, it was good to have you here, Father Mark, sitting at the table in friendship and conversation. And so when I think of Catholic radio, I think of call to communion or Catholic answers in which people call in who are hungry for the faith, who are hungry for the truth, who are thirsting uh, for a deeper relationship with Christ. And so they, 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 um, they call in as friends, you know, uh, wanting to know Jesus more deeply in the beauty of our Catholic faith or questions about the Catholic faith. And so you have these uh, great uh, teachers uh, in our faith who enter into a conversation and just trying to enlighten one's heart, to bring questions to the Lord. And there's a lot of questions that are raised. I think in Sherry Waddell's book, Intentional Discipleship, I think they said Jesus asked 183 questions and answered six of them. So usually he gave a question, answered with a question. And so I think that's what Real Presence Radio does, is help us to wrestle with the questions in, in, a, in a manner of friendship. For more than 20 years, the University of Mary has watched students thrive through affordable, flexible, and formative online education programs. Now, we are delighted to announce the expansion of these offerings with the robust portfolio of advanced education options created intentionally for the Catholic working professional. Our programs offer accelerated formats with classes beginning every five weeks throughout the year and the potential for a return on your investment in the very first year. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. This is your host, Father Kyle Metzger, and joined with Roxanne Solonen in studio. And we're broadcasting here on this very holy day, uh, the Memorial of Our Lady of Fatima. And so we're joined in studio here with Tiffany Gehring and Deacon George Logren, who are both members of the World Apostolate of Fatima. And we're just talking about this, this very wonderful apparition that happened 104 years ago and kind of Mary's message to the church, uh, to these three visionary young, uh, young children. And Tiffany, you um, um, share a little bit about your experience with uh, Our Lady of Fatima and what she's uh, done with you and taught you. Well, I also grew up on the Warner Brother movie, and that was huge for me as well. It has the prayers beautifully depicted throughout the movie, and so that was huge. So, as and I grew up in a Catholic family, and we said the Rosary every day. Uh, but it was easy to get into the 
rhythm. I mean, just the mode of we say the rosary every day. But that personal encounter did not always happen. And that didn't happen until it would happen off and on. But I would say it hit the most um, when I became a mom. Mm -hmm. And my child looked at me with his eyes and said, I don't want to say the rosary. It's boring. (laughs) 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 I was like, okay, I've gone through that before. And so then I just really drew into Mary. And I was like, how do I get him to encounter you the way I feel you? How do I get him to where you know, to experience you, have that encounter. And she was just resting me. She was just kept saying, rest in me. And so I would just start putting the rosary on before the kids woke up. It was quiet. I got a coffee. I sat on my rocking chair and I would just say one, two, maybe three of the, the joyful, sorrowful, glorious, depending on when the kids woke up. And I would just let her fill me because you can't give what you don't have right? Is that Socrates who said that? And so she kept, was like, I can't pour my joy out of you unless you let me feel you first. And so um, it took me a few years to do that. But the more I did it, then I realized when I was saying the rosary, I was like, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with, you know, you're doing it to accomplish it. And so I sat back, I pulled back and I put more um, feeling into the prayers because I was growing in my relationship with Mary Moore because I was feeling her presence. And so I was hoping that would um, translate to the kids. And it has beautifully, very beautifully. And so um, it's, it's a bigger step than just, it's, it's really uh, a relationship of love. And, and her emphasis was in gratitude. I mean, we don't take time to be grateful for what God gives us constantly. We don't take time to recognize it. And so when we take that time to recognize it, you become more happy and you become more joyful and you start to um, radiate that joy because you feel loved and you feel um, provided for. And so um, that's just that was a big way that she just kind of said, put the brakes on, rest in me, let me fill you, and then you will water those around you or you will radiate to those around you. And, and that so, was interestingly prompted by the resistance of your son. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> all of a sudden he, she put someone or the Lord put someone in my charge and I'm like, oh dear, <laughs> where do I go from here? You know. I love the relationship aspect. I think that's so important. I just want to briefly ask this question for either of you. For people out there who might still, maybe they're a convert, maybe they're not Catholic, for, who would say, but why are you putting emphasis on a relationship with Mary? Shouldn't it be Jesus? How do you respond to that? If you go to Mary, she will lead you to Jesus. It's her mission. So it isn't, a, it isn't dividing loyalty. It isn't taking from Jesus. Um, who wouldn't want your mother honored? We honor the mother of Jesus uh, she's been granted the, the mediatrix of grace. She distributes the grace anyway. So she goes to her son in all confidence that uh, she prays, asks her son, look, this, this person really really wants this in their life. They're, they're good. Anyway, she's an intercessor uh, for us with her son. Absolutely. And I think Pope John Paul II puts it best. Um, uh, it's just Mary was the closest to, to Jesus. She interacted with him daily to the point that she could sense 
everything he wanted or needed. And he, she brings you to him very intimately. Um, and so he puts it, the rosary mass, um, mystically transports us to Mary's side, entering us into contact with the memories and the contemplative gaze of Mary. When well prayed, prayed excuse me, it brings peace because it leads to an encounter with Christ, the Prince of Peace. And so he, it, she will draw you closer to him regardless because she's so close to him. Beautiful, yep. Say, Deacon, I want to ask you about the brown scapular. Um, You know, with this apparition, Mary only appeared six times over six months, once each month on on the 13th of each month. And there are so many things that kind of came in just those brief apparitions. There was, you know, the emphasis of the rosary, of prayer. There were the three secrets uh, of Fatima. Many people are familiar with the dancing of the sun on the last day. But another thing that maybe is not as well known is Mary's emphasis of the brown scapular um, in uh, in this apparition. Can you unveil a little bit about the brown scapular as it's connected to Our Lady of Fatima? Yeah, the, the brown scapular uh, was originally uh, given personally by Our Lady to St. Simon Stock in England. And uh, she said this to him, whoever, wears, die, uh, whoever dies wearing this scapular shall not suffer eternal fire. It's a promise coming from Our Lady. And then, I believe it was the last apparition, Our Lady, without words, had a brown scapula in her hands at Fatima, and she held it out to the people as if, take this, wear this. And um, if you if you uh, wanted to start looking into miracles connected with the brown scapula, you could take all day to do it. You can, you can Google them. Go on YouTube, all kinds of stories. And uh, of of healing um, uh, scapulars that are uh, where saints are unearthed, and one, one of them 700 years later. Of course, the flesh is gone, the priestly vestments were gone, the brown scapular was there intact, without corruption. And that's happened many times. So there's, Our Lady has power over, over life and death, and she demonstrates that in various ways with the, with the brown scapular. So for uh, listeners who might not be aware, the scapular is kind of like a necklace-type garment where it kind of drapes over the front and the back, uh, kind of like a, a postage stamp size. of. Usually it has an image of Our Lady on the front and on the back. And uh, she, you said she was, she was kind of holding this out in a kind of uh, pressing the children to take this and wear it. Um. Our Lady uh, uh, Fatima, um, a connection to, you know, Pope John Paul II very profoundly and, uh, and his devotion to her, then uh, him making a pilgrimage uh, to, to Fatima and kind of honor her. Are you familiar with any of that, Tiffany? Uh, I've read about it. I mean, when he was there. I know, obviously, he attributes his, the shot that he, he was uh, assassin, assassin yep. Yeah. Um, to her saving him, and that bullet is in her crown in Fatima, Portugal. Um, and that happened today, I believe. Yeah, uh, the, right? the yes. day of Our Lady <laughs> of Fatima was yes. the attempted assassination, 1981. Right. Yes. So he had a a lot a big devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. Attributed, I think, the preservation of his life to her intervention. Yes. What I heard is. The trajectory of the bullet when it entered his body took a turn, unexplainable by, sci- uh, by science, how it veered off. 
And he, mm-hmm. he said, one hand pulled the trigger and another hand guided the bullet. And he mm-hmm. said, as Our Lady of Fatima guided the bullet away from his heart. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he would have died instantly. Right, yeah. So took the actual bullet and placed it in her crown yep. of the statue in Fatima. And still there. The you can see it. Still yep. there. In the pictures crown. of that. Yeah. yeah. And even look at the statue here that we have with her heart right there and her, her arms reaching out to us. You know, the, the heart is such a... A, a beautiful symbolic, but also, I mean, it is, it means life, you know? So the fact that she diverted, you know, that bullet, it's amazing to ponder. So. And Deacon, you mentioned, you know, earlier uh, uh, from Roxanne's question about like honoring Mary. And you said, Mary always brings, uh, brings you to her son and Pope John Paul, the Great's uh, motto totus to us, right? Mm-hmm. Totally yours through Mary, right? Totally yours through Mary. So a lot of Marian connections there with, uh, with Pope uh, John Paul the Great. We all need a mother, you know, and, and I know his earthly mother was, was not with him for so long and he drew comfort from that. But whether we have our mother with us or not, we're not going to be with her 24-7, right? And so it is just such a blessing to know that our mother, and I, the tangible aspects of it, like the, the scapular and the rosary, I think our our gifts because there's something we can hold. You know, it's not just a prayer; it's something we can hold and wear. And I think those things are all important to us as human beings. Right. If any of our listeners want additional information on the World Apostolate of Fatima, um, where could they go? How could they get some information? They go to www.bluearmy.com. Everything is there. There's a nice video series about the history of Fatima. Uh, all sorts of information there. If they want to join, can they find that information through that? They can. They can join the World Apostle of Fatima. Yep. And the other thing is the sacrifices, which sometimes it sounds scary, but the sacrifices are crucial too. And just your daily sacrifices the Lord gives you, just offer them up to Our Lady for the conversion of sinners. Uh, lastly, I don't know if you guys planned this, but I just noticed that both of you are wearing blue appropriately today. Uh, <laughs> blue it's Arlie. a nice color. <laughs> My well, favorite color. <laughs> well, thank you, Tiffany and Deacon, for uh, joining us and sharing us a little information about this great uh, ministry on this very great uh, memorial, Our Lady of Fatima. So thank uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to be uh, joined with another guest in studio and to talk a little bit about the, the permanent diaconate formation. So thank you for uh, joining us here on Real Presence Radio Live, and we'll be right back after a short break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 